Beware, hot takes ahead. And now, chasing the dragon. I like how it always is not like pop up. This meeting is being recorded. Voice. The yep. Stobo voice. <laughs> um, hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, bet you didn't see this coming. Back to back weeks of chasing the dragon. Jeez. Like when your drunk uncle says he's getting sober and two weeks later he's still sober. No one saw that one coming. <laughs> um, we are back, action packed, just a fucking rollicking weekend of football. Um, Noah, take us through college football. Give us your takes. Yes, sir. Yeah. We had a lot of a lot of college football action. On the whole, I did not like the, the week. Um, it was because it was like a lot of buy games, right? So you had like big schools paying these smaller, usually FCS schools um, or like lower tier FBS um, schools to come and lose essentially. Yeah. Uh, but it did lead to one of the best offsets uh, was Florida State losing to, I believe, Jacksonville State Gamecocks yeah. uh, on like a last sec- last second uh, touchdown. FSU yeah. was minus, neg- or, uh, minus 27 on the spread, Jesus. which is absurd. And they just lost outright. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it is crazy. There are so there are some decent offsets. I think the biggest one dominating the news is Ohio State, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. I was cheering for the Ducks just because wanted Ohio State to go down. Although yeah. I think last week I was saying I was preparing for another Ohio State Ohio State Bama championship. So yeah. I guess I put myself on the hot seat there. Um, yeah, you're you're we're gonna replace you with a different host yes please do he is stupid <laughs> um let's see the other upsets um iowa state iowa was a pretty good game and every year it happens iowa state gets all this hype like they're a top 10 team and then they just i don't understand how they get the hype because they've never performed um it looked awful and maybe that's just iowa looking pretty good but like i don't know Irish State. Brock Purdy, I think, is still their quarterback, and uh, they're just not good, and I don't understand. The media just, like, sucking them off every year. But what are you going to do? Um, it's good Iowa State penis. Let me tell you. That's the key. <laughs> Let's see. Texas, uh, I think they're seven-point favorites. Lost to Arkansas pretty heavily. Uh, Texas is officially not back. Arkansas, yeah. who aren't, like, decent, but, like, I think they yeah. put up 40 on them. So just your classic SEC ass whooping. Oh so, yeah, love it. That's what you get because Texas they're joining the SEC in like two years or whatever, so they should get oh, used to it. That's gonna be fun. Um, it is pretty fun. Let's see, Utah losing to BYU. I think there are seven point favorites too. Yeah. BYU played pretty well, um, but Utah like couldn't really get anything going. I think they just like outplayed. Like they got a bad start uh, and then just couldn't overcome it uh, and really the other flabbergasting upset of all I, well no i was i was waiting for it it was okay. uh coming um because it's the second biggest upset 17 point favorite usc just oh. never even close really like stanford the trees just look great the whole game Fucking trees man i think it's mckee is the stanford quarterback 16 yeah. for 23 234 yards just look good um, and then I think Pretty it was today, long. Clay Helton, UFC coach, fired. Uh-huh. He's out. Did he? Yeah. God, I really do not follow college football at all. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, USC had enough. They already are not one of the best schools in California yeah. to Stanford, and they can't lose games to Stanford. I so. think it's so – and this is more of an NFL thing, I guess, because I don't know much about college football. But I think it's so dumb when a guy is so on the hot seat that one bad game will fire you two weeks into the season. Like yep. this, And this is going to bring me back to the Texans, obviously. But <laughs> – when they gave Bill O'Brien like full control of the team and then after three weeks they fired him. It's like he was that close to being fired, but you just gave him like, why did they yep. get another off season if one up to was all it took? It was just like Gase last year. Like they should have been out of there. Shouldn't have given yeah. him any chances. And then they just kept him. And it's like, you knew yeah. he was going to get fired. Like, what do you, yeah, yep. absolutely. Although his mismanagement of the game is absurd. Like that was just disgusting. Yeah. So I kind of get it from there. Um, okay. Let's see here. I wrote down some QB updates, uh, but to nothing too surprising. Our boy Matt right now, or who's not who's giving? I should say getting's a different question. I missed your uh, introduction there. To so that who's question. giving the most dick on campus right now? Oh, well, definitely Spencer Rattler. Okay. Uh, 76 to 0 against West Carolina, five passing touchdowns. Yeah, hell yeah. Pretty insane. I mean, again, it's Western Carolina, so wow. not too much hype there. Matt Coral also had five touchdowns okay. uh, against Austin P. 54 17 is the final score there. I think he's. Yes, he does it. Five to one or four to one now. To win. Heisman winner. Damn. I know. Good thing Ole we Miss got actually going to end up like ranked this season. I don't think so. Um, and actually, I was reading something about like uh, past Heisman winners and how like it's pretty tied with the amount of wins the team gets. So yeah. like, yeah, yeah, he might be a pretty heavy favorite, but like if they don't get that many wins or you know what I mean, like he, the narrative oh. there is that like he wouldn't. Well, no, I can't imagine they'll get give it to him if they go like exactly five and four or whatever. I don't know how many yep. games. Not nine, <laughs> probably a few more than that. I don't know, but, uh, something like that. <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh, uh, Brent Armstrong. I think he had like an insane game for University of Virginia. Uh, and they actually played Illinois, who, you know, are somewhat respectable. Um, 42 to 14 was the final score. There you go. Pretty hype there. Thanks for telling That's me that because I would have had no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't either actually when I read it. And um, I think PFF, like they have a college site and they were like, this, he was like the player of the week or something like that. So that. I was like, I don't even know who that is. And it took me a little bit to like remember that they're in the ACC and like they have a football team. I was like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Player of the week. Yeah, important. Awesome. Well, it sounds like it's college football still going. It is still going. Let's see. I got five games for week three that I think are just going to be the best. You know, if you're tuning into any games yeah. on Saturday, on. these would be the, the games to tune into. Uh, Alabama, Florida. I think Florida's ranked. So nice. it's like actually a ranked game, even though Bama's 16-point favorites. So it might might not be. Last year that game was hype, though, in the SEC it championship. incredible. Yeah, Florida is a much different team, and Alabama still is insane. So I don't know, but Auburn, Penn State, that'll be hype. Um, I think Penn State is like somehow decently good, uh, and they're six point favorites over Auburn. So let's see. 
Purdue and Notre Dame, that'll be good. I think I'm pretty high on Purdue. So, and Notre Dame, like, somehow. Bullish on Purdue? Bullish, yeah. And bearish on uh, Minnesota. But Ah. what are you going to do? They play Colorado at Colorado, which will be kind of hype. Because the Buffs, I like watching the Buffs. And they're playing at Boulder, so. Hell yeah, man. Colorado two point favorites, so might be some underdog money coming in on Minnesota. Lay it on the line, man. Let's go, Ogres. Let's go. Let's go. That's all I got. Let's see. Do you have any uh, hot takes for coming at us for NFL, college football? Oh no, (laughs) I'm sorry. I kind of have a cold, so (laughs) (laughs) carrying us through this a little bit. Um. Man, hot takes. No, I don't have a lot. I have a lot of like scorchingly cold takes, I would say. Um, Is it- <laughs> they're cold takes because like they're going to be proven wrong already. Like you're just saying things that everyone knows is wrong. No, they're cold takes just because they're just like, yeah, no shit, dude. There's <laughs> um, obvious takes. I, I was taking notes during the game, uh, during all the games I was watching, and the first note that I took during Bengals Vikings was, "How does Zach Taylor still have a job?" <laughs> and that was basically the only thing I wrote down. Besides, <laughs> Cousins looks pathetic when getting sacked. He absolutely stinks. With my analysis, I I do have maybe not a hot take, but uh, a, a big move for me is that. Um, I have, I'm off the Kirk Cousins train. And finally, really? I'm cashing huh. out. I'm honestly that, surprised that was, anyone was ever on that train. I was but. on it. I was a big believer that, hey, if like the protection is decent, like he'll be incredible. And that is true a lot of the time. But the protection honestly wasn't that bad in this game. And he just showed like negative pocket presence. There was one play where, like, the D tackle was just bull rushing the center, and Kirk just didn't move and just stood there. And if that guy gets, like, a gust of wind on him, he goes down. He clutches mm-hmm. the ball and collapses. <laughs> he shows no, like, fight at all in the pocket. And um, things just didn't go great for Minnesota. They had a ton of penalty yards early, which means that we can't, like – rely on Dalvin and um, Kirk just didn't have it. And the stat sheet, if you look at the stat sheet, I mean, Hey, guy played incredible. uh, If you didn't watch the game, but he, Mm -hmm. the way that I was thinking about Kirk is that he's like this super, like highly advanced, like super computer. But it's like one of those things where if you get like a grain of salt or like a drop of water in it, the entire system just like collapses and that's Kirk. Like, if he's perfectly protected, like, it's just everything is amazing. Like, there are some games where he'll just throw for, like, 350 and, like, four touchdowns, and it's like, this guy might be the best quarterback in the league. And then he gets a little bit of pressure, and it's just like everything falls apart. And his pathetic games are so pathetic because he doesn't, like, throw up contested balls. He just sits there, checks it down, takes sacks, and it's just miserable. So... Thanks for thanks for waking me up. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Bring some fury into it. I'm ready to talk about football. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Don't I had know. actually player, in my opinion, player of the week, Jamar Chase, uh, and yeah. in that game, and just went. Um, I think he had like seven targets and zero drops, something like that, for I mean, 101 yards. That uh, there was obviously a lot of talk around him after I think it was five or six drops in a row that he had in the yeah. preseason. Um, just the guy obviously has a ton of confidence, and I think you can tell that watching that game. Um, he's going to be a big, like, talker, um, guy who carries himself in high regard. Uh, I'm trying not to say diva, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, five receptions, 101 yeah. yards, one touchdown. Had that big touchdown where he just burned Breland. Um, yeah, I mean, he looked great. The Vikings secondary looked pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's like, like when I was uh, writing my my extensive notes here, trying not to like overreact to like week one. Yeah. And like, like, yeah, like the Bengals looked like they, you know, able to like had completions and like, you know, I mean, it went over to time like, and it's the Bengals. So I wasn't expecting like a good, that good of a performance. Um but it's also like they were playing, you know, Minnesota secondary, like is stink um, city. So it was just kind of like that back and forth. And I think that's pretty much taken over like my whole narrative is like, again, like were the Texans actually decent or like are Jacksonville that bad? Like, well, I don't know. Wow. So you're trying to continue getting me started. We can talk. <laughs> uh, just one more quick thing I would say about the Bengals is. I think if you want to like feel good about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, you absolutely should. Joe Mixon as well. Yeah. Uh, I was watching that game and I was kind of shocked to see that Mixon was leading the league in rushing yards because I didn't really feel like he was having that big of an impact. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously he was. Um, I would still not feel good about Zach Taylor at all. Um, and it was kind of a sloppy game on both sides. So it's hard to say 100% if it's on Taylor, but their offense stalled a lot of drives just didn't really feel like they got a lot of momentum um throughout the game and at one point they went for it on fourth and one on their own like or maybe it was even like fourth and three on their own 40 uh up two touchdowns turned the ball over um and vikings got a quick touchdown and basically put Mm -hmm. them back in the game so we couldn't move the ball at all and that really gave them a second chance so um still some questionable coaching by Zach Taylor. Um, but yeah, we'll kind of see how the year progresses for, for Cincy. Yeah. I think they play the bears next weekend. So I'm actually kind of hyped for that game. Just like as more information to judge both teams off of. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, but yeah, if we're going to, we're going to cycle into, uh, to the powerhouse that is the David Coley led Houston Texans. Um, Maybe, I guess I wouldn't say the biggest upset considering what happened in Green Bay. I mean, what happened in Jacksonville between two teams that don't play in Jacksonville. (laughs) Um, Houston just came out and dumped on Jacksonville. And (laughs) that was incredible. (laughs) Uh, Tyron Taylor had the best game of his career, I would say. Brandon Cooks uh, had like 130 yards, just looked incredible. Um, The Texans have four running backs that are all like just – good i would say they have mark ingram david johnson philip Lindsay, and rex burkhead so it's just like all names that people recognize but aren't like incredible but they their play calling was really good tyrod um it was interesting to watch him compared to kirk 
two guys who are generally, I'd say, pretty, pretty like risk averse, but just seeing Tyron's ability to move in the pocket and keep his eyes downfield. Um, and yeah, and and I, I I was so pumped, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I bet. awesome. Yeah, I think I wrote for um, under uh, some narratives. Uh, the narrative that I have had for some time now of Trevor Lawrence stinking. Uh, yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. As it was a, used to be a hot take. Now more people are jumping on the Trevor Lawrence wow. actually not good train. It's week one. I don't know if I'm there. No, I'm I'm burying it, dude. Out of all the starter starting quarter or um, rookie starting quarterbacks, you're the lowest QBR, and it's like yeah. he was the literally number one pick. Everyone was tired of him. Everyone loved him, and uh, he overthrows. He's just not a comfortable quarterback. Um, so we'll see. I he hope. Did. Yeah, there was there was quite a bit of overthrows. There was a couple. Um, he had. I would say two like potential picks that he overthrew his guy and there was a tip ball and the Texans just didn't get there in time to pick it off. Um, there was quite a bit of overthrows. There was quite a bit of like him rolling out and kind of scrambling, not setting his feet. He did throw one pick of just like rolling to his left and like not even rolling, but kind of like scrambling and chucking one and then just goes right into traffic through a pick. Um, his good passes, I will say, looked absolutely incredible. <laughs> um, when he was on, the throws were just on a rope, just perfect. Uh, his arm talent is incredible. But, uh, yeah, pretty pretty big stinker for two guys who absolutely just destroyed college football with him and Urban. Um, yep. So. Well, Urban's going to leave to go to the USC job, and uh, Trevor oh. Lawrence is going to keep throwing interceptions. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about the second one, but uh, I, I don't know about the first one working out for USC. But how pissed is he that like he should have waited not even a year, like three months, and yeah. not gone to Jacksonville, and uh, he would have had that USC job that he probably wanted for like since leaving Ohio State. Well, when they're like one and seven by week eight, we're gonna start hearing murmurs about his health issues, and yeah. then. There'll be a retirement and he'll get like a farewell, even though he did nothing in Jacksonville. Um, actually, no, Jacksonville fans will probably hate him. <laughs> but, and then a year later, some amazing coaching job is going to open up and it's going to be like, hey, guess what? Guess who recovered from their debilitating heart condition? Urban yeah. Meyer. <laughs> Suddenly. Suddenly. Um, yeah, that was my biggest, I would say, like narrative breaking moment is just Houston the team that everyone was completely expecting to go 0-17. Absolutely. Myself. Um, just, I mean, all around, just played a great game. Yep. Yeah, I'm hyped to see uh, Jacksonville play next week against Denver again mm-hmm. for more information. And I think not to uh, be too down in the Texans after their big win, but it's not like their defense is phenomenal and they were able to – three interceptions um like make the jacksonville offense uh look puny and um so we'll see we'll get some more information so for sure and i uh i'm not saying that they're going to be great i do um feel really good about the texans uh offensive coordinator um and i am blanking on his name so now i sound like an idiot uh tim kelly um yeah, I think he, he called a great game. I think he has a lot of potential. So, yeah, that's that's kind of I, – I feel good. I'm not 
I'm not saying it's going to carry anywhere, but I feel good. So I'm happy. I feel like there were a good amount of Texans fans that were going into the season expecting to win maybe one game. Yeah. And so their expectations are already met. Like they're, you know, it's only up from there. We're good. (laughs) Um, Some other kind of big narrative breaking uh, moments, I would say. Uh, The Josh Allen MVP hype train got derailed. Um, yeah, I mean, what do, what do you got to say? Uh, yeah, I, I similarly just like that second half and Pittsburgh's performance coupled with like the Bills just Couple. not they weren't like I it wasn't like they were doing anything like awful, but it was just like mm-hmm. your my expectations for their offense and uh Josh Allen and like what they can do and then yeah. what they did, it was like. Like, what are you doing here? I, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly articulated there. <laughs> yeah, throwing some uh, some free syllable words. So, mm. well, all I wrote down was Bill's question mark puke. So, okay, there you go. Uh, That's my, that was my notes well, on the game. It's not like your analysis was any less in depth than mine. So, <laughs> let's just move on. Because it's not like either of us really watched that game at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, most disappointing performance? Was was that the most disappointing? Is that what you're asking? No. No, I'm asking not that one yeah. out of all the other games. Um, Who did you think had the most disappointing performance? I think it's got to be pretty clearly um, Rodgers. Yep. Uh, I think it was definitely pretty fun to kind of see all this, like, off-season drama and like Steve Rogers like be like this wise old quarterback of like like so much drama and he is like coming off as this guy who just like especially in the interview with uh, Aaron Andrews right before the game too coming off like just very calm like understanding like hey I just want some control like blah 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 and then just to see them get absolutely dumped on um, whenever you see the the stat that gets tweeted that like this is, uh, your passer rating is thirty nine point six when you throw it into the yep. gym, you know someone just had the worst game, <laughs> and his was obviously worse than that. Um, yeah, I mean that's got to be one of the biggest biggest upsets. Yeah, I um, definitely wrote that that was easily the most disappointing performance, and kind of the same thing like thought. Like there would be some lacking congruity, like just from the off season, but I did not expect it to be that pathetic. I mean, yeah, that was just absurd. Um, it was atrocious. Yeah, and I had uh, Saints plus four and a half was probably the easiest bet. Like in hindsight, yeah. I should have just like all my money on that. Like that in was hindsight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. In hindsight, no. a great bet would have been if I parlayed every team that won and bet a thousand dollars on it i did bet one dollar that kirk cousins and joe burrow would each pass for more than 400 yards to win 300 dollars, and that didn't happen but goddamn, should have bet that that game would go to overtime even one dollar i think would have won you like 12 dollars no more than that i don't know it's probably thousand to one well Math is hard. I think Cincinnati has been in like, like the last four years has been. Yeah. I don't know. I saw some stat that I didn't write down or remember. So it's something <laughs> well, about Cincinnati and ties. Something about Cincinnati. 
Um, no, they, I mean, they did tie last year against the Eagles. I do remember that one. So, uh, I love it. Um, speaking of the Eagles, what, what would we think? Hurts is your guy. Well, I'm just happy. I don't have to hear about how great the Falcons offense is anymore after getting absolutely just kind of dumped on. I saw a stat that they only ran one after the first like three minutes of the game, the Falcons only ran one offensive play on the Eagles side of the field. And it was an intentional grounding by Matt Ryan. Um, So I'm pretty pumped that I don't have to hear about how the Falcons offense is this incredible powerhouse and they're being held back by the D. Um, But I, yeah, I mean, (laughs) well i think we just saw a lot from the rookie wide receivers um yeah Devontae looked amazing yeah at his size it's just incredible what he's been able to do even in the heisman commercials when you look at him it's like who is this twig screen um yeah him wad waddell and uh jamar chase all getting touchdowns and having pretty solid games uh, was pretty great. So yeah, we'll have to see more from the Eagles, but they were also another team that was mocked to be pretty atrocious this year. So coming out week one with the win, pretty great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially like with Atlanta getting not hype, but like they, you know, expect expectations to do similar things. Well, how about that year. offense, huh? <laughs> Hell yeah. Remember in 2016 when they were really good. And I remember after that when they were like, Good. Um, yeah, so that's kind, of, that's kind of what I had for, like, I guess, like, breaking the narratives that have kind of been building this entire offseason. Do you have anything else that was big upsets? Big? Uh, no, no, not really. Not, not like, breaking. Uh, I think no. the Lions, that was maybe the other thing, because um, they were supposed to be awful, and they weren't awful they weren't that good yeah but like that second half against like the Niners looked I thought amazing in the first half and then played themselves all the way out of the game almost yeah um I think if you were holding I think it was like a close like minus nine or something you were sweating for sure I mean even money I got yeah like parlays and everything were in danger in that second half coming down to the wire I was like holy shit so that was pretty electric to see. Um, yeah, I love and that. They I love, play. I love scoreboard watching games and then turning it on when they're about to get interesting. And then I turned it on and I saw the incompletion on like fourth and eight. And I was like, all right, sweet. Well, this looked like it was an awesome game that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yep. And then you put red zone on and it'll like bring you that game, even though you already know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just so delayed. Yeah. You get that together. But. Uh, Detroit plays Green Bay, and for some reason, Detroit's they were eleven point underdogs, and I don't understand it. So that was a, a quick bet for me on the opener. Yeah, because um, I don't know what performance on either side renders that. Like maybe I was overreacting, but like Green Bay could do nothing. The Lions' defense didn't look that great, but that offense like could turn it around pretty easily. Uh, I know Akudu is out for probably yeah. the rest of the season, so that's pretty big on the defense, but. Sure. Um, I don't know. I actually kind of hyped. That might be a garbage game, but we'll yeah, see. I mean, I think it's pretty good for the whole like Lions. Just it seems like their their coach is a huge locker room energy type of guy. So kind of having the ability to be like, hey, look at what we can do, 
and like be able to like build on that momentum. Um, yeah, could mean not bite, bite some kneecaps off. Bite some fucking kneecaps. Um, speaking of that game next week, Packers Lions over under three and a half on how many times they mention that Aaron Rodgers is playing angry this week. Definitely over. Definitely over. For we'll sure. Want to see that guy when he's angry. No, no, he's got an attitude. He's he's coming in with a win. He wants a win. Don't think there is a professional athlete that's attitude is talked about as much as Aaron Rodgers. Every week it's like, oh, look at he's got a smile on his face or he's angry. Don't play him when he's angry. Also, don't play him when he's happy. So just hope he's like doesn't care, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that's Monday night football next week too. Hype. There we go. Um yeah, so those are kind of the big, I guess, narrative like breaking moments um or like i guess what reinforced some narratives uh russell wilson being the greatest first quarter of the season quarterback of all time uh continued uh i easiest bet i didn't make is betting that he throws more than three touchdowns like week one like it's just automatic i say we give it until week four maybe even week three before we start here. How does this guy not have an MVP vote? And then whatever their week seven primetime game is, is going to be a stinker. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's going to keep going. Yep. Yeah. I think you could parlay that with uh, the chiefs and their win and like how they don't lose in September. And yeah, yep. it's like, all right. Although that was, that was a really good game until the Browns yeah. just like actually shit their pants. But Yeah. That was in, that was incredible. I if Tyreek Hill wasn't like if he was even just like a passable like human being, I, he would easily be my favorite player to watch in football. Yep. It's it's incredible. Like if I I wish I could. I mean I kind of can. I wish I could separate it even more because when that guy is on the field, I don't think there's a more entertaining like player. I love the way if he catches it with even a little bit of space around him the way that he catches the ball and then pauses for like, like if you watch him, he pauses for a millisecond with his legs, like five feet apart and then scans the field and then just takes off in one direction. And it's always, it's every time he can catch like a five yard slant and he is just so quick. Yeah. The second looks around and then just goes and him and Mahomes' connection is incredible. Um, and they're just, they're just so fun to watch those two i can't think of like a better like paired up like quarterback receiver combo stop it sorry my cat is scratching my arm right now (laughs) that's awesome great game uh i was so ready to come in and say that my narrative of the two quarterback system in san francisco worked and then i realized that trey lance only had one pass and three rushes for two yards so he did throw one touchdown so i don't know we'll see but i felt yeah i think he threw that touchdown i was like let's go i'm a fucking genius (laughs) and then he didn't really do much else yeah i would uh love to see more lance on last garoppolo and like next week maybe like each week they like split that ratio until they get it perfect Mm -hmm. but that's what i would vote for next week um yeah I, think, I definitely think that's coming. Uh, I think yeah, yeah. More of, and I like how Nagy's like trying to do a two quarterback system. I think yeah. maybe, although he shouldn't. Like he should just always play Fields. And I don't. Yeah. I get, oh god. Before yeah, I was I was really expecting because 
The Rams were up. It was like seven to thirteen or seven to fourteen, whatever it was last night, and they were running up and down the field like they were up by like thirty, and like every hit. And I mean, that first half, Jalen Ramsey was just literally everywhere making tackles and every time all of his guys came and dabbed him up <laughs> and like swarmed him and they were like the energy in that stadium felt like and the way everyone was acting it felt like they were up like 30 and I was if I had put money I didn't but um if I would have put money on it I would have bet the Bears right then if Fields had gone in because I really felt that they needed like the Bears just were playing so aggressive and they just needed like one spark and I feel like they could have like punched him in the mouth and kind of like settled down the mm-hmm. game and they just kept Dalton in and just kept going yeah. for it worked out and not getting it yeah yeah when when Fields had that Russian touchdown it was like let's go like that was like there was so much energy and they were in the end zone and like hyping each other up and I was like here's the energy yeah. you need and then next drive like after that and what's going on like why is Fields not just in all the time but I'm just a Fields fan, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be kind of weird to be on the sideline and, like, I, you realize that everyone is kind of feeling that, too. Of yeah. like, I mean, Fields has got his helmet on and he's standing at the sideline when they're down by a touchdown. It's like, we ever, and we know this is coming. Like, yeah. it's yeah. just it's kind of weird to prolong it. Um, yeah. Absolutely. But, and their defense. I mean, I don't know how much of it was just, like, Stafford looking really good. Yeah. Like, Stafford actually on a good team, uh, or that Bears defense just like not able to overrated. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they were good like well, three years ago. Yeah. And they've gone downhill every year. So it's like it's kind of been living off that Falcons like rep from like three years ago of yeah. dominating in prime time. And now it's just kind of like, well, have they actually continued to be very good? Yep, exactly. Um, People get older, you know. So that's true. People do age. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. These are the hot takes that our listeners tune into. People I don't want to age. remember that people do age. People forget. Um, yeah, I, I would say. I guess narrative. I, it depends upon where you land, but I would say narr- narrative enforcing is the whole idea that if Stafford on a good team would yeah. look incredible, and we saw it, and uh, also the idea that if if uh, McVeigh kind of had a quarterback who was willing to throw the ball downfield a little bit more, that that offense would just look unstoppable. Um, and it did. I mean, that first pass that he had, that just went for an 80-yard touchdown, felt very college football-y, where it was just yep. like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, after watching the Bears, like, first drive, and you was like, oh, is this how it is? And they're like, no, I remember. This is how football is played. Yep. Like, this is <laughs> bombs down the field. Yeah. Hype. Yep. Um I would also say one thing I had for narrative enforcing is that I think passing records are just like the passing average this year is going to be destroyed, especially with the 17 game season. Mm -hmm. I was looking at this right before we uh, started recording. So 18 quarterbacks passed the ball 35 times or more this weekend. Seven quarterbacks passed it 40 times or more. And five quarterbacks, five quarterbacks passed it 50 or more times this weekend. I mean, I just thought that that, I think we're going to see really, really low rushing totals this year. Um, And maybe not for total like team yardage, but for individual running back stats, um, I wouldn't be super high. I think it was like 2015 where Adrian Peterson led the league in rushing and he only had like 
12 or 1300 yards. Um, I, I could definitely see that happening again with the way things are going with a heavy emphasis on like screen passes, um, checkdowns and stuff like that. And just getting your quarterbacks a ton of attempts. Um, yeah. I just thought that was, I thought that was interesting to see those numbers are crazy. The passing. Yeah, attempts. absolutely. Um, I think that that will definitely continue. And I mean, that's kind of the way NFL is like going. It's like mm-hmm. running backs are so like one irreplaceable and two, like they're not, that's not the yardage you need, especially if you're down in the, in a game. And, uh, we saw that in a, in a lot of teams and quarterbacks, like higher receiving, like overall the receiving core uh, is just more talent. Uh, and so you get quarterbacks that can actually hawk it. And uh, that's how you win games. So yeah, absolutely. More hot takes. More hot takes. Passing the ball, good. Shooting three pointers, <laughs> good. Running backs, uh, bad. Running backs, bad. Uh, yeah. So any anything else to add on like narrative? enforcement no uh i don't know uh the cardinals look amazing um so, so i don't know if that's that's all i got for that one cool. Kyler murray looked like i always like how small he is but he just was actually electric so yeah it was hype five total touchdowns titans looked lost a lot of the times january mm-hmm. jones with five sacks um Tannehill did look disgusting, though. Like, he yeah. could do nothing, and I was pissed about it because he, like, I had Julio Jones on fantasy. I suck at fantasy, but, like, he yeah. literally, like, what are you doing? I think, I mean, they had, I don't know how many drops, and, like, their connection was just so off. So yeah. I'm hoping that they can rebuild and uh, we'll get them going. Yeah, I mean, if the if the Colts, uh, I guess we'll kind of see how good the Seahawks are, but if the Colts kind, kind of struggle, too, um, Really should be the Titans division, um, but it mm-hmm. was not an impressive week one performance. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll keep our eyes on it. We'll continue to watch football. More information. You know, I'm just to. gathering information every Sunday. So that's all I'm doing. Um, yeah. yeah uh, did you? So top top performance of the week. Who you got? Player or team? Well, give me both. But go with I said, I, first because I also say player. <laughs> talked about. I think I talked about earlier about Jamar Chase was my uh, considerable player of the year or player of the week, not the year. Um, yep. Jamar Chase MVP. Yep. Bucket. Yeah, I had um, Tom Brady. I mean, people forget that Thursday times. was part of the week. Yeah, it's it's kind of it was a little weird. Threw it fifty times. Uh, 379 yards, four touchdowns, did have two picks, but one was the Hail Mary. The other one was the screen pass that was just dropped. Was it tipped off? His, like, it wasn't even his fault. Like, it was tipped yeah, on his. Yeah, threw it right in the running back's hand, and it, it got tipped. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the team, I think, played really inconsistently around Brady. There was uh, – Godwin had ended up having over 100 yards, but he also had a couple, like, big drops. Um they definitely just had some drives that kind of stalled and both teams did, even though they both ended up putting up damn near for like 40 points. Um, there was still a lot of inconsistency on the offense on both teams. But uh, I mean, I thought he looked better that game than he did most of last year and just kind of finding his rhythm with the team. There was a lot of games last year that 
I felt like they were just taking a ton of deep shots where they had good looks and Brady was just overthrowing guys. Um, and it just felt like he was completely dialed in. Um, the only like really huge shots that he took were to Antonio Brown that just, just they were locked in. And if Antonio Brown is going to be that guy, it's going to be, it's going to be unstoppable. Yeah. Dangerous, especially with that defense and especially that D line, like you just can't run like at all. It's like, yeah. Yeah, Very impressive. They have a perfect D line. Um, Like just perfectly like don't, you can't run it and they're great at pass rushing. Um, Good. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Yeah. Another hot take. Super Bowl champions. uh, Pretty good. Well, yeah. <laughs> what uh so who'd you have for the be- uh hot best good team? The best good team of the yeah. week was the Saints, in my opinion. I think I mean a lot of that was Jameis. Um they looked great. They also were playing apparently just a really bad team in the Packers, but mm. um I was hyped. I mean I, I love Jameis and I love like the the LASIK surgery, like he can finally see yeah. he's not gonna throw into the opposing D so um but like they all around like it was just a good performance i mean yeah completely kind of came out of nowhere um james only had like 150 yards and yeah i've touched down exactly so that was pretty nuts uh his issue was just always like he just never and maybe it is LASIK. maybe it's just the way that he played he never seemed to see linebackers in the middle of the field so if that actually is like a thing that now he has depth perception (laughs) and just won't throw it to the linebacker um that'd be pretty incredible if the guy just completely turned it around um he's just the funny like everything he does is funny like it's just hilarious like i don't know if you saw the post-game interview no, they, somebody was asking him. It's hilarious. You definitely should watch it. Um, because I won't do it justice. But the reporter was asking him like what the secret was to the game. He's yeah. like, oh, like we came in prepared, just like my trainer was telling me. And then he looks around like he forgot what this trainer told him. <laughs> and then he just goes, my trainer told me we should be prepared, so that's what we were. It's like <laughs> the guy's just like every. It's hilarious. That's pretty funny. And he looks like he definitely lost pounds, like shredded down. So pretty hype. There you go. Good for him, uh, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, cool. Let's, uh, I guess let's close with some uh, some predictions for Hell yeah. next week. Um, I would also say that if I had to pick like Chasing the Dragon, like best moment of the week for all of our new listeners, which I'm sure there are plenty of, um, our whole thing is that sports are like heroin and we love heroin so uh chasing the dragon is kind of that moment that keeps you watching like games that are just like one team's up 20 to 7 in the fourth quarter like five minutes left it's like why are you still watching football um it's because moments like this that just gets you absolutely amped um give me that rush so i would say that that matt stafford first touchdown um just the energy in that crowd uh, I just, I mean, that had to feel so good for him with everything that's kind of gone on in his career to just be like, Hey, look this in prime time to, to just be like, Hey, this is what I can do. Like, this is what we've been talking about all year and all off season. Um, I thought that was incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the listeners can probably tell this is what listening to two heroin addicts talk about 
sounds yeah. like because that's yeah. weird. <laughs> um, and not yeah. Hey, let me suck your dick for heroin. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'll watch this full football game just so I can get a rush. Yeah, exactly. I wrote I play of the day. Uh, I thought I mean it just you'll see highlights of it because it was insane. Terry McLaurin like upside down yeah. having that catch it was and it was it's not like it, it, the game mattered at all. I mean Washington yeah. football team with the Fitzpatrick already out. Yeah. Although Heineke again looks, uh, I'm a big Heineke fan. I remember watching uh, when they were playing the Bucks in the playoffs, and oh, it was yeah. insane. That was hype. So give off poop water, though. <laughs> That's true. So keep your eyes out for that. <laughs> Always keep your eyes out for poop water. Um, cool. You want to give out one who you think's going to win tonight? I know. Oh, yeah. so we're, recording, we're recording this uh, Monday. It's about. 7 p.m. Central Time, so game's about to start. Um, I got I got the Ravens. Um, so Lamar Jackson is one game away from tying Michael Vick for 100 yard rushing games for a quarterback. Um, I think he's going to get that tonight. I think the Raiders defense is going to continue to look like absolute shit. Um, Clarence Farrell, the guy who Mayock picked fourth overall. It completely reached is now a healthy scratch tonight. Um, so that's just rough all around. I don't really know what we're going to see out of the Raiders offense, um, but I would imagine that it's going to be a pretty big win for the Ravens tonight. Mm. All right. Well, we got a official chasing the dragon bet off because I think the Raiders are going to win. So. Why? Yeah, let's go. No way. Any Ravens, reason? Ravens are overhyped. Plus, it's Darren Waller's birthday today, which I just found oh. out. Right. Is it his birthday or his sober birthday? Actual birthday. Okay. That doesn't count. Sober birthday is more important. Right. <laughs> um, When's that? We'll have to figure when that is. Yeah, we'll have to. I'm, I'm sure he knows. I'm sure he's got his coins. He probably has a few. Yeah, hopefully. Or um, no, just one? Is that how that? Yeah. No. You get, you get one. What's every, the anniversary of when you, you get one every month for the first three months, then you get a six month, and then a year, and then 18 months two years and then sick yeah i'm collecting them i'm for fun no it's not <laughs> it's not like important. it's uh, a collector's item yeah i just have them <laughs> <laughs> so uh i would say predictions for next week kyle stays sober big prediction i don't know yep. that's a cold might take the, might be on the might be on the horizon though um <laughs> I would say uh, Seahawks continue on their incredible hot streak uh, while the Titans continue to struggle. I got Russ thrown for 350 and three touchdowns um, and an easy win for Seattle. And then I got nice. Kyle Murray kind of continue. Uh, same same kind of prediction, the same vein. I think uh, Murray's going to continue that hot streak. The Vikings secondary looked really, really unprepared and unimpressive. Um they open minus four, and I don't get it. Like, how really? are they only four point favorites? The yeah. Cardinals over. I that just confusing. So, and um, yeah, I think that Cardinals defense looked incredibly impressive too. I think they're going to get a lot of pressure um, in Kirk's face, and it's just not going to look good for Minnesota. And the Texans fall apart after a hot start, and we got Chunt rushing for, or I guess I would say total yardage at one seventy five or more. For, uh, for the boys, 
the boys in Cleveland. Hype. Also, plus three and a half, Rogers, angry face. Oh, yeah, over. Have hair. Um, over. <laughs> just move the line. He's going to be. Uh, oh, nice. no, I just thought of this. Over 0.5 on the, like, I guarantee you Monday Night Football is going to have some animation of Dan Campbell, like, chewing on someone's kneecap or something. You like think that. so? Yes. Or, like, there'll be, like, a, a graphic of, like, someone's knee and it'll be Dan Campbell doing something. I don't know what yeah. it's going to be. But they have to do that. So I'm just locking that in. That is my lock of the week. <laughs> you well, have that do you animation. think they have, like, a uh, Rogers, like, Jeopardy? graphic at all because oh, that'd be fire that would be that's fire. a very good one yeah yeah i would i would lock both those in bet them now absolutely that's pretty one yeah that's 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 good it's not good guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> nfl right. network needs to hire me for monday night football graphics absolutely well espn but yeah i mean uh, whatever nfl network could hire you i guess to do monday night football graphics i don't know what you would do but <laughs> nah, well Cool. What are you going to do? Well, uh, that was Chase of the Dragon this week. And that's going to sound edited because I clapped and there was a pause. <laughs> um, uh, people know we don't edit this. It's no, all just coming off the top. After it would sound a lot better if we did edit it, I will say. <laughs> after the one from a couple weeks ago where I stopped the podcast because I had to kill an ant in my apartment. <laughs> I think people can probably tell that I, we don't edit these. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's another edition. Um, we'll be back. We'll be up on these weekly on Tuesdays. Um, keep coming back. Check us out on Spotify. Um, and we'll be back for more, I guess, lukewarm, piss poor takes next week. Yep. All right. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm Kyle Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> This is Bill Chase, and this is Chasing the Dragon. See you next week. Oh, oh I got to do the recording. Stop. What's up?